0: Welcome back to Consuming the Craft Podcast. This is Puff. With me today is Sarah from Cirilla Tea, formerly known as Teema Tea. You've been on the podcast before, let's be honest. You were one of the original people coming into the Craft Beverage Institute of the Southeast looking for help because you had this vision, you had a dream, you had an idea that you were trying to morph and bold into something new. Draft Tea you came in originally for draft tea, and what have you done? Look at what you've done. You've got cans of hibiscus green tea, slightly sweet, sparkling Cyrilla tea. So let's talk a little bit about where this tea comes from for those of the people that haven't heard uh, your story before because it's phenomenal. I mean, no joke, you've saved lives.
1: Mm, thanks, Path. You have. I don't know about that, but yeah, we're. If we're you think
0: work- about what you've done, yes, a hundred percent. Yes, you've saved yes, lives.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Don't be humble about it. <laughs> Not only have you saved human lives, but probably gorilla lives as well. <laughs> you laugh, but. You, I mean,
1: it's possible. Yeah. Yes, we are definitely making an impact. And I'm so happy to be here. It's good to be back after a few years. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah,
0: it has been a couple of years.
1: And yes, I walked in here with a dream and a vision and I had done some testing and um, a lot of things in my kitchen.
0: Um, style, where a lot of, stovetop style. Stovetop style. But a lot style. of great stuff comes from people's passions Mm -hmm. and this is one of yours.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it started, I would say purpose first, product second. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know you when all that purpose was brewing and that's, you know, that was my mission is to create a brand that we could make a positive impact in the lives of many people and the world, the planet, animals. Um, So I'm really, really grateful that I've had the opportunity to get this far where we are making an impact here in the U.S. and also in Rwanda, where I source my ingredients.
0: And source all of your ingredients from.
1: Yeah, we're um, adding a new flavor next month. We're branching out a bit. So we're adding two new flavors that'll be purely botanical, caffeine-free. And some of those ingredients are coming from our own farm in Rwanda, which is called Ubuzima Healing Garden. And some are coming from a new cooperative we're working with in south africa because that's where rooibos and honeybush grows um it's the only place in the world where those two ingredients grow so i'm excited to start working you know helping with more farmers. Pharma- yeah honestly just expanding. helping expanding pe- yeah. yeah we'll grow whatever we can in rwanda but i'm always open to working with other groups as well
0: that's awesome and how would those i mean early in the podcast how do other groups find you mm. like where do they contact you
1: Right. Best place is com S-A-R-I-L-L-A, like gorilla. And um, also at drinkcerilla is our handle on Instagram. We um,
0: You mean Insta? Insta. <laughs> I'm so happy.
1: TikTok. It. Yeah. Wow. We do. Liz works for me. She does a great job on another TikTok. Another thing,
0: you have an intern now, right? To help you Actually, out. Actually,
1: she's an employee now. So you we know, have another so intern.
0: You have gone from just you hustling tea around the country, basically, going to trade shows, doing all of this work. Now you have uh employee. I mean your your small business is growing. This mm-hmm. is a super success story.
1: Yes, yes. We're still a team of just under five. Um, But if you look at our independent contractors and partnerships with merchandisers, brokers, designers, production teams, like all the people that make it happen, we're probably at about 25.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. That's so exciting that you've gone, you know, legitimately you had a product coming in here. I just kind of helped you get it a little bit farther, and you've done all the work yourself.
1: Yeah, it was awesome to be back here a few days ago, and we did
0: a little <laughs> I remember RD, we yeah. did,
1: and I remember the the comment you made, or I first made a comment that it seemed like I didn't have enough tea because we were doing a ten gallon batch, and it I just couldn't believe how small the quantities were, and you were like, "That's because of how you've grown," and it was really cool to see, you know, because sometimes as founders, we're in the weeds with all the things that we have to that we get to do. You wear a lot of
0: hats. We I wear, love how you said "get to do." Get right? Get to do. We get oh, to do. I get to do all this paperwork. <laughs> and I get to write all these checks for money I don't have. I love all of that part. Right?
1: <laughs> and it happens like the past three, four years have flown by. So to come back here and be reminded of where I did get started, and so grateful to you and this facility.
0: Um, Let's talk about the packages you yeah, have now. Yeah. You have four. Teas out on the marketplace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're packaged. I absolutely love the new packaging. Cute. It is so clean, uh, so crisp. It says Cerilla right on top of the can. There's a ton of information on the can, but it tells you the variety, the flavor, and the taste inside. Uh I don't want to use the term healthy, but these are like Absolutely no calories, right? The, two the one of I'm holding them, right now, the yeah. hibiscus green tea has five calories.
1: And I just put the five entire... in to be safe. Yeah, for like tw- <laughs> 12 like, fluid ounces. I know ounces. there's got to be three at least <laughs> from the hibiscus <laughs> yeah. flour. Yeah, it's a it's very serving, clean label. You
0: get this really refreshing, like lightly tart. Like it's, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. You've done Thank a really, you. really good job. You, uh, trials and tribulations. I mean, you had a co-packer. Now you've increased the amount of capacity you're doing. You found another one to help you out. Uh, you've you got it in this really sleek, uh, tall 12-ounce can. And these, uh, I mean, it looks great.
1: Thank. It you. looks great
0: on the shelf. The colors are great. The palette's really cool. Uh, lemon black tea, apple black tea, and ginger white tea, as well as the hibiscus green tea mm-hmm. I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Which one's your favorite? And you're not going to say because they're all your children, I guarantee it.
1: No, I I typically go for the ginger white, especially now that we've reformulated, where there's no sugar. Yeah, it's sweetened with monk fruit, and I absolutely love monk fruit because it comes from a melon, which grows in China. Um, and I I do not consume stevia. I try to stay away from refined sugar. Um, and so I love this ingredient. It's very pure. It's non-GMO. Um, and we just use a touch of that to sweeten the the ginger and white tea. We also have some silver tea in that. And I know the health benefits of silver and white tea. Silver tea actually... Um has a compound in it that helps you burn fat faster and increase your metabolism, but so I so I
0: need to be drinking cases <laughs> of this stuff a day, which is insane.
1: I cannot officially make those claims, and sure. I will not put that on the packaging. Um, and I have to be very careful about you know the health claims we make with our tea, but the research that I've personally done and that's out there in scientific journals, just to support those ingredients in general is really profound and it this
0: makes you feel good
1: oh yeah it does Anecdotally, and it's I energizing mean, yeah. but yeah. it doesn't it doesn't make me jittery yeah. um like if I drink too much coffee or if I had a regular energy drink
0: sure. So
1: I love the effect. I love the flavor. And then, of course, like now with our new cans, it's almost like an accessory. I realize like especially for our consumer base, it's like when when you're holding something in your hand, it's like a symbol of something that um, has value to you. It represents your values. It's
0: it's like wearing a a logo shirt or something. If you're wearing a brand that has value to you mm-hmm it's if uh, i got sponsored by x uh clothing company that's all i'd wear aren't
1: you sponsored no
0: <laughs> who's come on <laughs> this isn't the body that someone's gonna sponsor <laughs> i gotta drink some more of this white tea
1: apparently. uh yeah and the green tea is is great for you as well i would the green tea has been our best seller in grocery stores. It really is regional though. I mean, I find the apple tea is quite popular down here, like at Ingalls. And then it's just so interesting to learn the nuances of consumer behavior in different different stores, but also different towns, different Everyone's regions. Everyone's palate's a little bit
0: different, right? We were so talking about that, yeah. and that, And that gets me into uh, you know sensory analysis. Mm-hmm. And so you being the tea aficionado, mm-hmm. the last thing I'm going to do is try to give you some tea. So in the effort of Boost Clues, which is where we do some sensory analysis, one of the <laughs> biggest components of your product is water. Mm. And so what I've done today is I poured uh, a very expensive bottled water, and then i've uh poured a like a, a store brand water uh, bought both bottled water and i want us to drink these because i'm going to do this with you because water is such an important part of all of these beverages that i talk about on the podcast and i think it gets a little bit overlooked so when you moved your production uh it's up north now uh with some great great folks mm-hmm. uh, that uh, have just done your right was there anything that you had to do to the water while you're steeping the tea or or manufacturing that you know of to change that has maybe changed the profile of what's in the can?
1: That's a great question. And we definitely had to check the pH. So before I moved into a new facility, I always asked for their water test results. Um, Obviously asked what the source is. It's usually municipal water. Um, And then how are they treating that? Um, And in this case, they're using a charcoal filter. And they sent me A very thorough analysis of the water, um, which I want to have handy for my, some of my consumers actually asked for that, believe it or not. Just like we test the soil where the tea grows for different things. Um, And so then we have to check the pH to see how it's going to affect our finished product because we like to keep our pH under about 3.9 or 3.8 after it's canned.
0: So that keeps it way more shelf stable as well. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's drink some water. Yeah, I'm excited. So you've got two samples in front of you. Okay. Like I said, one is the kind of, you know, at your regional grocery store, they all have their brand, the cost-saving brand, if you will. And one is uh, a more expensive import.
1: They look the same. I
0: mean, the it's clarity, water, right? yeah. The
1: clarity is nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. So um, yeah, I even tried to pour it in the same exact glass. And it's just interesting to see yeah, this is gonna be really hard because <laughs> they don't.
1: I'm trying to smell for plastic. Yeah, Or, right? or chlorine. What?
0: But there's not gonna be because any. So these. many
1: of these bottled waters are actually just coming off the top.
0: Yeah, with through a charcoal filter, so they don't Hopefully. have the chlorine in it. Um, yeah, it's really interesting when you start comparing.
1: Now, what's the difference in stores between spring water and distilled water?
0: Well, distilled water goes through an extra process, right? Yeah. It goes through that distillation process to help remove some of the um, volatile organic compounds. And it should be a little bit less uh, mineral content in that water. Spring water should have all the minerals coming from the spring.
1: So from a marketing standpoint, as a consumer drinking water, would you go for the spring? Would I? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: or do you feel like that leaves? I,
0: I would probably drink spring water over distilled water. Mm-hmm. Just because your body needs minerals. Mm-hmm. And if you drink, you know, too pure water all the time, it'll actually pull mineral content out of your body because mm-hmm. it wants to get to that like uh, equilibrium level. So it's, I'll be curious to see if you can, I mean, they're both yeah, water.
1: This, this tastes very clean. It tastes crisp, pure. Yep. I'm not picking up any kind of.
0: There's like a, a mouthfeel to it. It's a little mm-hmm. creamy is what I get from the this particular good one yeah well no this particular (laughs) sample i mean there's a it's very refreshing there's no lingering aftertaste oh
1: there's such a difference right there really is Mm -hmm. okay this one tastes like i could have just gotten it from like a public water fountain Mm -hmm. yeah
0: it doesn't coat as much it's not as creamy it's still refreshing
1: the second, it's almost got like a metallic.
0: There's a little, probably a little bit more mineral content. And then as I'm talking, I'm getting that same metal. Mm. Like it's it's hitting different parts of my.
1: The other one tastes so much cleaner. And you're right about the mouthfeel. It's almost it's like got creamy. a body. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah,
0: it's like creamy. And so you I'm nailed so it. I'm so interested. Yeah, yeah, Which you one? nailed it.
1: You did? So the one yeah. with the
0: creamy, clean mouthfeel, yeah. that's Fiji water
1: interesting and
0: the other one is our local grocery stores brand bottle water
1: i wonder who actually bottles if, it yeah
0: we could look at the label yeah. later but yeah
1: well that was a good ad for fiji
0: it, well, yeah so if you guys want to <laughs> shout out to me if you hear this all right I, I tell you what if fiji sponsors me i will shill to the day i die um that being said there is you know that you can become a water sommelier there's you can look that up and google it on mm. youtube there's people okay. that uh. I mean the mineral content in the water, whether it's sparkling, still, uh, you know, there's a lot of different variations on water. In there are the carbonation affects the flavor, and just there's subtle nuances to flavor in the water that really can be amplified, or can pull other things out of the material when you're making coffee or tea, uh, any of these other kind of beverages as well. So it's just interesting to to taste those things side by side because it's always like you're going to have to be as you grow and you have grown grown yeah grown. Grown. <laughs> as you've grown you've gone to these other plants you've talked to other manufacturers mm-hmm. and you know asking about the water getting that data is super important and then you know ultimately tasting it mm-hmm. you know because it could be clean on paper anybody can hand you but like you know the practical applications of what we're talking about is is uh, is really interesting and so what's the future for Cerilla? Mm. is it taking over the world <laughs> one can at a time yeah. i mean just I, the, I mean the more tea you sell the more people you help that's kind correct. of your mission
1: correct yes of course i'm also learning that in order to become a profitable very competitive non-alcoholic beverage brand we do need to get to a certain level um to be noticed mm-hmm. and so it It's never been my goal to be a small mom and pop operation. I don't know how people do that in beverage. Mm -hmm. Um, And generally, I know there's, we talked about that as well. There's a way to do it. But the model that we're building is to grow as big as possible um, so that we can make a really big impact. But also I'm inspired to show other entrepreneurs that you can do this. Like you can grow a brand that has a positive impact in the world and compete with the big CPG brands. Yep. Um and make a difference. Like even if you weren't born into extreme wealth or have that background, you know, there's so many people that have shown up to help me and you know have really guided me through the process. So I also think you can grow too fast and spread too thin. And I, I learned that as well. It's we've got to be really focused about how we're growing and our channel strategy.
0: And selective. Um,
1: selective. Like,
0: th- this is going to work in some markets and it's exactly. not going to work in others. Yeah. Yeah. And it may and, be eventually work in those other markets mm-hmm. as more people learn about it. But it's right. It, there is a strategy to it.
1: Yeah. And so now that I understand better how grocery chains work, you know, we've got the grocery channel. We have, and then within that, we have the chains, Mm -hmm. we have the independents. um, The natural food stores are kind of low hanging fruit, like we do well in those. And now we're looking at which chains do we want to tackle and how much can we support with marketing and promotion? Because when I first got started and and went into our first grocery chain of 160 stores, I thought, I had made it. I thought, okay, we put it on the shelf. Actually, I didn't know it was going on the shelf. I thought it was going in the cooler. Come to find out, it went on the shelf. So that's the blessing and curse of being shelf stable. Yes, 100%, yeah. <laughs> So when you end up in center store in the center of the aisle with two skews, two facings, you know, surrounded by tons of other drinks, it, it's not that easy for people to find, first of all. And when we're a discovery brand, it makes it even harder. So I thought, you know, you build it and they come. No, no, no. You gotta tell like,
0: folks about it. Yeah.
1: This is when when you get into a grocery chain, that's when like the the real work begins. Yes. Yeah, you
0: gotta have that self- and you've
1: gotta have the promotional and marketing support. So when I get offers right now to do that, I don't just say yes. Yep. I look at is the timing right? Do we have the money to support this rollout? Yep. Um, I recently learned that, you know, from another brand, it costs them about $200,000 in promotional dollars just to support uh, a national launch with Whole Foods. And that was not a beverage, but sim- it's just good to know. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Those the, numbers. This may- is really yeah. what it costs. Yeah. Like, and... um and then looking at on-premise, looking at, you know, do we have the right salespeople in place to support our bars and breweries? And do we have the right merchandising you, and displays?
0: You really started with like draft tea. Yeah. And and you want to, and then you pivoted to cans, which mm-hmm. was a great timing through the the COVID pandemic because mm-hmm. a lot of these places where it was an outlet for your product were shut down.
1: 80% of our, yeah. of our accounts shut down.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. so now that things are opening back up you're kind of looking back at that that draft t market and i think it's a really interesting market as as people are going back out and experiencing things um how cool is it, though, to see your stuff on the shelf at the store?
1: It is. It's exciting. It's still pretty neat, isn't it? It is. And I hope that novelty never wears off. It won't. It doesn't. Yeah. It's especially fun when I walk into a place now that I didn't know carried it.
0: That's so cool, and I right? I see
1: it. But I'll tell you what I'm waiting for. <laughs> I want to walk by a recycling bin and see my cans in the recycling That'll bin.
0: That'll <laughs> happen. It's, it's even better, like, being in the beverage industry for a while. It's super cool to see it on the shelf, Mm -hmm. but say you're going down the frozen food aisle and seeing it in someone's cart.
1: Oh, that, yeah. Isn't that the best feeling? Yeah, I did. I walked into a store, I think it was Charlotte, and I knew my products were in the store, Yeah, but I was walking towards the case to check them and I saw someone pull one out of the case, like someone I didn't know hadn't talked to. We weren't demoing that day and it is really, really surreal. It's surreal to think that like four years ago that didn't even it didn't even exist it was an idea and now it's in stores people are paying money they see the value it's making their day hopefully brighter
0: and they realize that uh, some of them don't even realize what impact they're making
1: yeah which is awesome yeah and
0: once they find out the story i'm sure they're going to be more likely to purchase more
1: but i want to say you asked about what's next so i'll share a little like a little tidbit i haven't really
0: well don't tell me any top secret stuff. This is going out to the ether.
1: Secret, but I do think there's, you know, this product serves as an icon icon, like a really a beacon of hope for people. And so I want to use this product as a and this brand as a platform to really create uh more of a difference in young girls' lives here in the U.S. too and inspire them to be their best self. And I've been looking a lot at, like, my son's 12 and he plays a lot of video games and looking at, like, the metaverse and opportunities in Web 3.0 and brand placement in games. And I think there's a huge opportunity that I'm starting to research and talk to some potential partners on Mm -hmm. how we can actually – not just have brand placement, but create avatars like the Cirilla avatars to inspire young girls and young women um, with more role models and characters. And, you know, because our tagline now is nourish your inner power. Mm -hmm. It's like, what is that superpower that we all have inside of us? So that's kind of where I see this headed is beyond product. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited. That's a really cool
0: vision. Mm -hmm. And I know you're going to nail it.
1: Yeah. I'm just, learning. It's no, just, it's it, another mountain to climb it, it, in terms it, of the learning look, curve.
0: Just the things that you were, like we, we made that tea the other day and just the things that you were talking about, you would have never mentioned that stuff when we were making that first batch of tea. Mm-hmm. It would be, and I, I mentioned it to you, you're like that first batch of tea, this is so much tea. And now you're <laughs> like, this is so little. How can we, is are we, am I using enough? And it's just the, the you know, as your volume increases, like, the things you're concerned about and the things that you now have in your head, you're so worried about all that other stuff. And now you keep adding more to it, yeah. you know, to keep you up at night. Yeah. As a, as, a, as a young businesswoman. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the difference, too, is that I have a lot of really good systems in place now. You got a
0: great team. Great people. I have people. a great
1: team. And the new designers for this new packaging, they it's three brothers um, in Argentina. They are incredible. And I just love how they created these unique sun rays for each flavor, yes. which is really what we're talking about. It's like that bringing out the light that we have within us and offering- this clean label, refreshing, fun beverage that people can have when they're out socializing with friends if they don't want to have alcohol. And so I I am grateful to brands like Athletic Brewing that have kind of paved the way to allocate taps in bars for folks who don't want the alcohol. Yeah. But those brands do have a small amount of alcohol and we're actually looking to reach people who want zero alcohol.
0: Well, and it's not just for bars. I mean, I could see this to be so refreshing at the beach.
1: Yeah. An
0: alternative. I mean, your son, Your son plays baseball as well. So it's like, I'm going to go to a baseball game. I can't have a bottle of something there. This would be super refreshing at any ballpark in the country. Yeah. And it is that alternative. It is uh, a non-alcoholic alternative for people uh, looking either to take a break or that they don't drink and yeah. so it's one of those things where in the can it gives people an opportunity hiking i mean just think all the places you can't take glass yeah and in and, and all the places that you would love to have a delicious refreshing beverage such as cyrilla tea <laughs> where can they find you again
1: give um, them a shout out dot and we are selling online um, we're getting ready to launch our amazon store as well and then locally here in the southeast you can find us at earth fair at ingles at the co-ops natural grocery stores.
0: Anywhere where great tea is sold. Oh,
1: good one. (laughs) Um, And I know you're international. So um, we're also sold in the North Atlantic region. We're doing really well up there in like Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, Massachusetts. And we're starting to sell through to some college campuses this fall. I'm really excited about that. Yep, Um, Brain fuel. Yeah, like we're heading into Wellesley College in the Boston area this fall and it's an all women's school. I went to an all women's college in Boston as well. So I'm really fired up about that. We have a new intern in Boston. Her name's Alia, and she's doing PR and marketing with us. Fantastic. Um, and then we're we're getting some traction in other parts of the country through an online distributor we're working with. So we've got some pre-commitments in the Mid-Atlantic region as well as California. This and so a- once we have, like, you you know
0: this. <laughs> You're but- such a different person than when we first met. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing.
1: But what we're doing now is uh, we work with a national brokerage firm, and they're also our merchandise. So they work with us to get at least 20 accounts set up, and then we bring that to our distributor. Um, And then they activate a new distribution center. So we're working. We've got 20 pre-commits now for Mid-Atlantic. And we're working on Northern California right now. Good gravy. So I know that's like a big jump from East Coast to West Coast. But we have so many people fired up on the West Coast for our brand. They're just like, they ping us all the time. Like You have some
0: good connections out there too, don't you?
1: Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. I
0: think it'd be a perfect spot for it.
1: Yeah. Northern Freight.
0: California would
1: Freight's be. Freight's the biggest challenge. Well, and with gas being It changes is it, our yeah. cost of goods, it changes our pricing structure yes. a bit. But we may just, you know, take like a bit of a bite out of the margin until we have warehousing out there.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. That's, yeah. and it's a huge market. Yeah. California is a huge Market.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of independent stores as well. And, um, there's a lot of people. <laughs> there's a lot of people, yeah. And with our new co-packer, we'll, we're able to um, bring our price down a little bit mm-hmm. and our, our margins will be um, closer to 45%, which is great for beverage um, yeah. and that also allows us to do quarterly promotions, which we have to do.
0: Um, I mean, there's no doubt about it. If you're going to be competitive yeah. every yeah. once in a while, it has to be on sale, right? Which is crazy to and say. And
1: sometimes BOGO.
0: Yeah. So. Just, wow. <laughs> You've there's learned no
1: so, making money on BOGO. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's no making money really in the beverage market. Yeah. Unless I mean, who's making selling. money? <laughs> I, I Honestly, I don't know. I
1: heard it, recently that it, that most non-alcoholic beverage companies like need to do at least 10 million in revenue before they
0: Start are making, making a
1: profit. Wow. And I'm not, I haven't seen the calculations behind that, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. So
0: you have a half a it's million so to go. so much marketing. Just a spend. half a million to go. And you'll be I'm
1: <laughs> <Not> <laughs> A little more. <laughs>
0: just, just a half a million to go. Everyone head uh, to Cirilla's uh, website, uh, drinkcirilla.com. Did I nail it? know, Cuz I wanted to say Team of tea the whole time because that was your oh, original here brand. We go. I No, but you, <laughs> I love the new name. I love the new look. Of course the, the 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 juice has always been great. And so congratulations on where you're headed, where you're going. I love the ideas uh that you're sharing with folks and uh, I can't wait to see where you are next. Let's not be like four years later on this thing. I want to, I want to, I want to talk to you again because you, you are an inspiration. Thanks, uh, I definitely have some, some young ladies in my class that would love to hear from you as well. So um, that would be perfect.
1: I do also want to say, um, we took a couple years off from travel to Rwanda. We used to do an annual crop to cup trip, and It's coming back, so oh, perfect. God willing, January 1st, we'll be headed to Rwanda. We've got a couple of spots left on that trip.
0: Can they find that on the website?
1: There should be a travel page. It's yeah, like a travel con- to a Rwanda. With us. Yeah, sure, definitely. Perfect. perfect. Mm-hmm.
0: So, if you want to learn more about where this tea comes from and the amazing folks over in Rwanda, uh, make sure you head to the website, make sure you sign up for that trip. In January, which what's the temperature like in Rwanda? Yeah, so I'll
1: be heading out just probably the end of the year. I'll get there a few days before the new year and we'll stay for 10 days. Uh, so the weather in Rwanda is about the same temperature year round, give or take five or 10 degrees. Oh, wow. Um, it just, it's either rainy or dry. That's the big difference, <laughs> and January is not a bad time to go. It it's hottest in July, um, but it's so close to the equator. It, it just, really
0: doesn't very yeah uh,
1: yeah. So and January is nice because it's not as it's not as busy as the summer months. Mm-hmm. And I find a lot of folks traveling with me have like businesses or they're you know really busy working people, and it's kind of a quieter time for people them need a to break go
0: after the holidays. Yeah, treat yourself. Exactly. That's it's a great way to bring in the new year.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's amazing idea. I'll let that one go for free. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for stopping in, Sarah. Thank you. Always it's a good pleasure. to
1: see you again.
0: Thank you to Danny McConnell from McConnell Farms for sponsoring Consuming the Craft Podcast. This is Puff. Thanks, everybody. Cheers.